You're listening to episode 22 of The STEM Space. Is it a fad or not? We're continuing in our series of teaching fads, and today's topic, teaching like a pirate. Welcome to The STEM Space, hosted by Vivify co-founders Claire and Natasha. Two aerospace engineers turned educators, sharing our passion for all things STEM. Check us out at vivifystem.com. Hey, Claire. Hey. Are you ready for this podcast episode? I am. Oh, I was trying to think of another pirate pun. I got nothing. What what is another one? Uh, Oh, goodness. Aye, aye, Captain. Shiver me timbers. (laughs) (laughs) Something about scurvy. I don't know. None of these things, I think, could apply to education. So I would go with, as we're continuing from our last podcast, episode 21, we're talking about myths and fads of education, I would assume that our topic today, teaching like a pirate, is just a fad. Please tell me that's true because I have never in my life taught like a pirate, nor do I know what that means. <laughs> you're, you're missing out. <laughs> so teach like a pirate came out in 2012. So it's pretty recent. It's from this book written by Dave Burgess called teach like a pirate. And the main premise is all about increasing student engagement, boosting the teacher's creativity, and transforming your life as an educator. So in order to ascend to the level of greatness, you have to be on fire with passion and enthusiasm. Mediocracy is incapable of motivating. (laughs) There is no energy, no juice, and no fuel to ignite action. He's a very hyped up guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the the basic premise of teaching like a pirate it's actually an acronym so pirate is the acronym p is for passion i is for immersion r is for rapport a is for ask and analyze t is for transformation and e is for enthusiasm wow this is a lot of pressure yeah um Okay. So what I thought would be helpful is there's an example of how to use this in like a specific content. So let's take science. Okay. So I'm going to teach science and I want to teach like a pirate. So first I need the passion. So I need to explain to kids, why do I like science and why do I choose to teach it? And why am I so excited about science? So I imagine my coming in with like the lab coat and like all the things and having like Mm. the most beautiful science classroom with the posters that are like science. (laughs) right yes (laughs) then we have i so immersion and this is using examples in class on how we use uh science every day which i actually like Hmm. this one so yesterday i had a student we were talking about circuits and i was telling them how you use which type of led light for what kind of battery and this student told me well, can you explain something? I took the LED light that you gave me and I connected it to a nine volt battery, which this was a two volt LED, connected it to a nine volt battery and it popped and caught on fire. Please explain. Oh <laughs> so, so we had a lesson about real world safety with batteries. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a really good example. (laughs) And then they're actually listening because they're like, I don't want to catch on fire. Or they want to know how they can catch things on fire. That's kind of how it went. (laughs) 
but yes, perfect example. Okay. So then the next one are, I also see as relationships, building relationships with students, making sure they know it's okay to make mistakes. This one is also good, Mm. like growth mindset. I have no problems with that one. I think relationships are important in the classroom. Mm A, ask and analyze. So having students work together to create projects based on their learning. So kind of like project-based learning, it's, or it's driven by the students. So they're seeing it as like the kids ask a question, your example, why did this catch on fire? And then going down that science concept. So I think that's kind of close to immersion, like connecting it to the real world, but it's driven by what the students are interested in. Okay. Transformation. Sell what you are teaching. I'm not sure what they're talking about with this one. Is this those classroom transformations that people do all the time? Like the rock your school and like where you do a black light party in your school to be a detective or you, you transform your classroom into Starbucks to do a reading lesson where you taste your, the books, the book tasting thing. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's disclaimer. I've never read this book and this is like the spark notes version. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yes. And then E is enthusiasm seems to be the same as passion, but perhaps different. It says here, change the stigma and show that you like science being enthusiastic. So maybe it's breaking down stereotypes that students have about science and getting them excited. But to me is also about is the same as passion. So that's it. That's the whole acronym. And that is how you should teach like a pirate. What do you think? Interesting. I don't see that any of this is really new. I think we can tell what gets kids excited, but does it help promote your content? I mean, the kids, my students like it when I wear clothes from Spaha USA, like (laughs) my, my NASA dresses, or I just ordered one that has a roller coaster that when you spin, it looks like a roller coaster on the skirt. Anyway, I, I think it gets kids excited because they're trying to guess what we're going to learn that day, like Miss Frizzle. But Mm -hmm. is that actually aiding in their understanding of the content? Probably not. I want them to be excited to learn the content, not because of what I'm wearing or what the classroom looks like, but because they're understanding it well from my teaching. Exactly. This is a fun kind of acronym, maybe gets teachers excited about the profession, but it's very superficial. There's no research to support that just because you're excited about something makes the students learn it. I can say the classes I've taken in college, most of the faculty are, they think they're funny. I mean, (laughs) watch like they're listening right now. Um, They try to be excited, but they're, I mean, they're just teaching you the content and I learn a lot from them. And I can say like, I've had classes in the past where the professor or the teacher is really excited about something, but I don't necessarily learn. I like the class, but if I walk away saying I learn more, I can't, I don't think that's true. I mean, I definitely have enjoyed classes that I've taken. Even elementary school, I can remember some classes, like we did something special, like ate cookies in the shape of beakers or something like that. Do I remember what we learned that day? No. Exactly. I remember having fun. And I yeah. think that's a great atmosphere that you want your students to feel safe and welcomed and that you really care about them being there and that you're excited for them to be there. But I think when we're talking about what their the takeaway is, we want the takeaway to be from the quality of instruction, yeah. not just 
do they want to be there? Exactly. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of things on like Pinterest and educator blogs has become very superficial and it's who has the coolest outfit, who has the most awesome bulletin board and posters and decorated classrooms, which like you said, has this really nice environment for the students to learn. But the hard part of teaching is the teaching itself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as educators, we can do the fun stuff, but it's not going to improve our outcomes until we get really deep into how do we actually teach this content. And that's where we need to go back to those learning theories of the constructivist learning theory. What are the strategies we need to do to actually help the students construct their understanding of these important science concepts or engineering um, design concepts or skills? It's not just dressing up like a plant and all of a sudden they're going to understand photosynthesis (laughs) (laughs) or doing like a really cool demonstration. And their demonstrations are very effective if you have the appropriate strategy around it. You had mentioned in the last podcast, it was episode 21, on doing that, um, the different structures, right? And having them predict which one will work the best. If you had just shown them the structures and they kind of had to figure it out themselves, nothing would have come out of it. But it's your connection to that design challenge and really emphasizing the science behind it instead of walking away and being like, that was a cool demo. I have no idea what it was about, but it was cool. So that's a, a big theme among all these like learning fads is they often are in a very superficial level that's easy to do. Like it's easy for us to have a nice classroom. I'm not very good at it. So maybe I shouldn't say it's easy, <laughs> but it's also not important. Like that's just not important. And I think that's the thing too. Teachers, we're not paid enough for the time that we put in. So if you're spending that precious time, spending all this money too, on creating this amazing looking classroom or all these really cool teacher outfits or really pretty clip art or whatever, is that really where you should be spending your time and money? Or should you spend your time and money working on being a more effective teacher? Right. And I wish these were the conversations we were having you know, on like Facebook and Instagram and stuff on these like much harder things to do. Like, hey, is there any other teacher out there struggling to teach about the gravity on the moon? That was another concept we talked about. Or, you know, something that they're struggling with to get their students to help understand instead of, wow, look at the outfit I wore today. Or, you know, just like, I love that stuff and I like it on like social media, but it also doesn't help move our field forward in getting those kids really prepared. So fun acronym, definitely a learning fad. Feel free to, you know, dress like a pirate, act like a pirate, have fun in your classroom, but there, you still got to go a little deeper to actually get kids to learn. So true. All right. So for the next episode, what do you think we should tackle? Do you want me to review what we have left? Yes. Okay. We got flipped classroom, discovery learning, maker spaces, and flexible learning spaces. Ooh, let's talk about maker spaces. All right. Perfect. Okay. Looking forward to it. See you then. Bye.